0: I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations
1: about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled
0: with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Good morning, Shan. Morning. Bright and early. (sighs) I'm trying to drink my coffee. It's lovely. (laughs) I am too. (laughs) I
1: am too getting it down. Yeah. Welcome, happy Friday! Mm-hmm. It's another, another, uh, another episode—a timely episode. We yes. are we're talking agritourism today. Yes, and we are both in the thick <laughs> of it, which is why we're drinking extra coffee because <laughs> it's a new level of of tired it's when like- you have people on your farm.
0: Yeah, socially draining. A different
1: level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, socially. It's like emotionally. Yes. I imagine for my dad, for Bradass, that it would be energizing. (laughs) Yes. Because I'm an introvert. Like I call myself a highly social introvert. Mm -hmm. So I recharge by being not with people. Mm -hmm. So when you have a thousand people on your farm at one time. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And even if you have just like 15 or 20, sometimes I just get to my, I've like reached the, <laughs> and it's always <laughs> at the end of the week. You're right. Right. You know, we're like, I've always. answered all of these questions yes. all week long. I've handled all these Promotes things. And then, yeah. And then Saturday, everybody's just like, they're done with their week and they're just ready to be on your farm. And it's like,
0: <laughs> no. man, I'm not. I got to find a way. Even, yeah, I think even with my u pick and designs, like, e- which is just like a easy two hour event, I even find that mm-hmm. a little bit draining. And it's always on a Friday night. So I'm always like, I grumble. I mean, it's just like anything, you know, I, I like, I, once I get there, I'm fine. It's the yeah. getting there that's really grumpy <laughs> and, and grouchy so, sometimes. I mean. When you get later in the season, it gets a little grouchy, <laughs> but I get yeah. there and put on the face, you know, and it's fine, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it can be. Well, mm-hmm. that's where I've been
1: – I said to you, and I think I mentioned it on here, maybe it was in the insiders, but I I cut out some workshops mm-hmm. because – I think I did mention it on here because I was feeling like I wasn't going to be showing up sort of as my best self. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I need right now? I'm like, I just took some workshops off the schedule because I Do we are super busy. So I'm trying to navigate that a little bit for myself because I love, I mean, the agritourism side and workshops and all of that. I love it. I love having all of those opportunities to have people on our farm, but I'm just giving myself a little bit of a pause right now and like the Mm -hmm. workshops for the rest of the season. And who knows, maybe I'll add in a uh, a yeah. dried wreath workshop or something at the end. But right now it, f- it feels better to have it kind of cleared off my schedule. But yeah, but yeah today we're going to chat about agritourism. We get a lot of questions about this, whether it's like with the UPIC or running a workshop. And so we thought we'd dig into and talk about our experiences with mm-hmm. what it's like to have people on your property and have – because there's always a lot of concerns people ask about Liability insurance. What are the what are the benefits? What are the you know what are mm-hmm. the, the concerns and that you have about having people on your property? So we're gonna we're yeah. gonna dig into that a little bit because we're both uh, we both do it. We do it similar but different. Yeah, I think so. I would say yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of there's some things that are paralleled. Some things that are different. Mm-hmm. We both probably have different different takes on it. Mm-hmm. It can
0: be. Um, I think if you have to really really consider whether this is. It's talking about target audience. We have an episode way back about target audience. So I have seen my target audience change as more farmland and stuff gets gobbled up around where I'm at. I'm pretty semi-rule. Um, so for me, it's like people really needed that. They want and crave that connection. And when I started to um, have the you pick and designs like three or four years ago, I'm like, Wow. Like, people are connecting with me in a different way when they get to be on your farm. Like, they have this whole new appreciation for what you do because people are just generally, in my area, very disconnected from agri- from um, just uh, agriculture in general. So they really don't have any clue what goes into. So it's always fun, like, even with my CSA member tour, they're always like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. gosh, we have no idea that all of this goes into it. And then it's like they have this new appreciation for their weekly bouquet and all of that. So it's like uh, this marriage of like customer education and fun Mm -hmm. that I think is what keeps bringing people. And then what other business, this is actually the thing that I love the most about it, agritourism, is that our customers market it for us. Yeah. Those pictures, they tag you. I mean, we got tagged in something and like 10 people asked, where is this? Where is this? You know? And um, that's a huge piece I had. It's so funny because we were like checking people in and I could tell Rachel was like kind of watching something. And there was this Instagram husband, which is what we call them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Photographing for his She's like full on like running, like hair, like the hat, (laughs) the white dress. And he's literally running after her with his phone and you can tell amazing. other people are like, what? <laughs> 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 I was like, there's a lot of good Instagram husbands. They're like on the ground, like, you know, laying next mm-hmm. to the I'm just like, you know. But people are there. They want their picture. They really Instagram do. Instagram husbands. Oh my God. There's a new ones. the culture,
1: the the culture has changed mm-hmm. where I have, if I'm taking a selfie, I don't want a soul to see me. One hundred percent. right? Yeah. Like you're going to – even if it's for like the business page and I'm going to put it on the yeah. internet and everybody knows it's a selfie. <laughs> I don't want anyone to see. But there is a – the younger generation, they don't care. They don't give a – They're going to get that con- – they're going to get that content. I always see these – you know the videos where they're just like dancing in public and people are yeah. doing this ridiculous TikTok stuff. I'm stuff. like, yeah. No way, man. <laughs> I could not I, – I could not do that Me at either. all. I know. They don't I- care. <laughs> I videoed somebody one time. Um, I can't even remember what the song was. I was, I was uh in Naples and I was walking this boardwalk mm-hmm. and I could see these this mom and daughter down <laughs> doing a really popular uh yeah. TikTok or whatever at the time. And I videoed it and I put it to the music on my story. <laughs> and I was like, I nailed it. Like they're down there doing like 15 takes and I like got their dance so, to
0: my to the music on the first time. I was like extremely proud of myself. I but know. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll Man. have like groups of girls, like teenage girls, show up, and they're all like, "Okay, who's gonna take their pictures first? Like, like they're mm-hmm. literally there for that. They could give two yeah. craps about the flowers, picking flowers, <laughs> just there. Yeah. I just watch, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> maybe I'm old. I think I'm just. That's what Jed says. So you're getting old. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, maybe. It's all right, <laughs> but it's changed, and it's really a really. I mean, when when we first started, so that's the thing. It's like when you are first getting started, you're so nervous and you are not very confident. So for us, I'd be like, well, I don't want anyone to see my weeds because like, hey, I'm in the figuring it out stage of my farm. But as you get more confident and you're like, okay, like this looks good, I can see I'm not like having a panic attack when somebody shows up and wants to walk around or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to know internally like when you feel like that flip switch has flipped for you. And for me, I was like, okay, I can breathe. And when someone shows up, I'm not in a panic. And generally, the farm is staying clean and good. And I'm happy with that. And so I'm like, okay, now I feel like I can add that piece in without it being like life altering every Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's changed over time. I think it does take time. Yeah, it does. And
1: when I, I always uh, – I've given a UPIC pick talk before and like I always – bring up, like, how do you decide if agritourism is a good fit for you? Mm -hmm. Because it's – realistically, it's not a good fit for everybody. There could be that, you know, maybe you're not in an area that is, like, even remotely close to people. And if you're super, super far out in a very tiny town, I mean – I'm not saying not to try it, but there's there's going to be some hurdles that you have to mm-hmm. go through to like get people to be on your property. But I always say the first question I always ask is, do you like people? <laughs> like in general, <laughs> do you like interacting yes. with people? Because if you don't, then agritourism is probably not yeah. for you. Yeah, just check it off the list. Yeah, just because it it is a whole different level of customer experience. I call it farming entertainment. That's really – if you think about agritourism as farming entertainment, then that helps you to drive because that's what people are expecting. When they're Mm -hmm. handing you over their money, they're expecting an experience from you of some sort. And so it's just – it's entertaining. And the other question I always ask is, are you able to let go of control because – and, and that's an honest, whether you answer and you say, no, I really can't. I really don't want people wandering my property. Uh, you know, yes, you can put boundaries around that. We do. We created a separate field just for that to create that experience. We pick out of it too if we need to. But we needed to contain. Our farm is very spread out. And so – I mean, every single time we have people on our property, we just we do an open photography night. This is a perfect example. And whoever runs it, I have one person that staffs it. Your head has to be on a swivel the entire time mm-hmm. because we only allow people in that area. But what the in the U pick area, but they want to shoot up in our barn. They want to shoot by the corn crib. They want to yeah. shoot in front of my garage. They want to be in the creek. And it, it's so they and they challenge that every time. They mm-hmm. want to go in the high tunnels. Even though we have signage. And so it's a lot for one person to manage. So there's like, and I'm giving you the horror side of it, but you you always have that piece, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, Well, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That they will, you know, they will challenge that mm-hmm. uh in, in a way that you kind of didn't consider. Yeah.
0: No, I and it's just kinda like that thing, even with employees, it's like the manual starts, the rules start like teeny tiny. Yeah. And then every time you're going to learn something new, and then you're going to be like, okay, yeah. I need this. I need this. and People will teach you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. so important to, to watch that. Yeah. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. I, we, You and I were chatting and I said
1: that our You Pick events, our Sunset You Pick events, they change every single time. Mm-hmm. And it's because of people. When in… We learn, you know, when you have that many people in a big group or you're like, oh, okay, that's something else I need to consider or yeah. look at. Um, I need to have a sign that says, please leave your dogs in the car, yeah, you know, you know for
0: my, my farm, farm stand. God. And I know oh, the dogs. <laughs> I can <laughs> I, I can't with the dogs. <laughs> it, it it actually – it. I know you have to me. say no. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then, mm-hmm. they, then yeah. they get
1: mad. I know. Man. I know. It's And I try to – we even – we try to over-communicate these things mm-hmm. and say everything, mm-hmm. like, ahead of time. Yeah. But we're in a culture where people don't read, even if it's mm-hmm. in bullet points. They yeah. don't read. You know, for the photography night, somebody was really upset that they just had to pay to, get, to use our field. And they had to pay additional if they wanted to pick. Yeah. And, well, you know, it was like they were really upset about yeah. it. They, like, made – you know, they were pretty verbal. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's okay. They don't understand – like, you're like, this is – a that's a ripoff. You know, they were mad. It's like, well, they don't understand that this is my home mm-hmm. and this is the only way that I'm able to manage this many people on my property to take photos to get yeah. the request. This is what works best for me and yeah. my nervous system <laughs> because uh, the reality is I'm handling these inquiries and all the requests to come on the farm. So <clears throat> I've had to set boundaries. And the thing about boundaries is that not everybody's going to like them, but it keep, it 100%. protects me yeah. and keeps me sane and allowing me to keep doing it. And that's mm-hmm. the thing you have to remember with it. It's like not everybody's going to like it. You're never going to be able to please everybody. And that's when I sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, man, like I try, like I try yeah. so hard, and it's like, nope. That's for this boundary is for me mm-hmm. because it's for their safety. They just don't know it, yeah. you know. But. The last thing I always ask people to before deciding if you want people on your property is, are you ready to expand your business? That's the last thing I always look at. So, do you like people? Do you have the market potential? Are you able to let go of control? And then, are you ready to take on a new level of your business? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because it, we've talked about this before, but in every, Enterprise that we have within our business, we're managing. There's so many things that go yes. into it, whether you're selling to wholesale florists or weddings, but a you pick just kind of, you know, agritourism, whether that's like a workshop or it's a UPIC, it just adds way more to think about, way more mm-hmm. to manage, you know, not only from an accounting standpoint, but signage costs and cup costs and all yeah. those things. So it's like knowing that you're ready to take on a whole nother. Beast of your business is is
0: something to kind of consider when we're when we're yeah. looking at adding agritourism to your farm because it's not free. It's not, you know it's not like somebody just no you know he's just oh I'm just gonna let people on here and give them a jar and you pick. Um, like for instance, and this is just a real life example in our event this past weekend. You know we paid the musician three hundred some dollars plus a tip. We're play, paying the face painter and those people probably combined probably three to four hundred dollars we've got six hundred dollars in rentals plus i have labor i mean generally is it lower labor than we would if we were picking all of that ourselves and selling that the amount of money we made in just flowers Uh, yes it's, it's a lot cheaper and i mean people are connecting differently with the farm which is really important but there is a lot of output costs plus just plus just the labor just to prepare you know and get mm-hmm. all of that covered and we'll talk about it a little bit later but increased liability costs and all insurance costs and all of that so we're going to talk and you're about talking that.
1: specific for your flower fest right like a yes, big event for my bigger yeah. event
0: yes so we yeah. so just a little bit about the way that we do it we have a couple each July August and September we do one big event where there's like live music food trucks and all that kind of stuff and then we do one Friday night just like open you pick with none of that it's very chill I actually love that one Mm-hmm. More than the big ones in a lot of ways because everyone's just more chill, and um, so we just offer it two to- basically two times a month, and that's it. So that has worked for us. It's limited enough. I know we, Lindsay and I, this is so funny that we're doing this episode because Lindsay and I when, when we got on this morning, we're talking about our agritourism woes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just figuring, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, our conversations, just figuring all of that out. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing, you know. So there is a lot of cost worry inputs. That go into it, and it's not just this easy peasy turnkey thing. There's a lot of consideration. We we visited another farm a while back, and they said, you know, the best boundaries for people are fences. You know, yeah. it, ha- it has to be so dummy-proof, and there's is infrastructure investments too to make this all work. So, yeah, yeah. that's I
1: always I used to say like herding cats. You know that expression, yeah. but yeah. it's really like, kind of like yeah chickens. Yeah, it just you know, I, they just—it's like even more. Yeah, I don't. You have to make it so when you're having these large events, they have it has to be clearly marked. Like mm-hmm. we're buying extra signage, mm-hmm. we're putting up fencing, temporary fencing, and you still have people that yeah. jump the fence, mm-hmm. that are—I mean, every time it's like I got somebody that was just going scorched earth on us about a parking spot. You know, oh, I mean, they're just, yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're there's just always something. Did you have to have your internal self know that that stuff is going to happen, right? You just yeah. kind of have to just be like, I'm going to be, I'm prepared for something. There's going to mm-hmm. be something. So, but he, let's start with like, should we start with the pros or the cons of picture? Should your we own? scare them first or encourage them? Because I, mm. I have pros first and then cons, but let's do cons. Okay. Let's just yeah. scare them and okay. then bring them back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sit down. Okay. Buckle up. Your privacy, your private life is gone. Thro- throw start it with right that. out the yeah, window yeah. and
0: never expect it back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always answer the door in a brawl. Okay. That's first. Always. Never oh again. My God. Yeah. Angry, um, <laughs> brawl door <story> answer. <laughs> So there is when your farm becomes a public open to the public in in I'm still sorting through these details. Mm-hmm. I have two entrances to my farm, mm-hmm. okay? So I either I'm going to be investing in gates at yeah. some point, mm-hmm. but that's a whole thing. But there people just drive through all the time. And so I have to prepare I at the beginning of the season I'm like yeah. All right. We're selling flowers. It's March. This is not going to end until December. Here <laughs> yeah. we go. Yeah. You just, know. Yeah. You're they're gonna gonna be... like walking, driving through, walking through. Yeah, and I'm like,
0: like oh, hi. This is my house. This you? is my house.
1: hmm hmm But I have to remember, I'm like, these, they're curious people. Yes. They want to learn about your business, right? But the just no mm-hmm. is going to happen. Yeah. Um, unless you have like fences. Mm-hmm. And even at that, even at that, mm-hmm. I would imagine that there are still people that yeah. will challenge it.
0: Yeah. I feel like you really have to move into the acceptance phase of that this is going to happen. Like you can't think that you might be the one person it won't happen to because we all mm-hmm. fall into that. Like, no, people are going to be respectful. They're not going to knock on your door. Be one. You're going to look up from your greenhouse and there's like somebody down the field and you're like – driving a, a little white car up the – that's like not even Taking a road pictures of your goats. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah. like yeah. who <laughs> are you? <laughs> so that's not going to be you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I really hate – It's not. I don't want to burst your bubble, but it is absolutely not. And it only gets most worse people from here. Most people are great. Most people – yeah. We're
1: – They're – most people are great. 99% are perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's – and we should really do a better. I should do a better job of focusing on the people that are great. Yes, and not the ones that wander into your barn. Yeah, and You're just like push your boundaries. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: so that that will happen. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Next con: increased liability costs. I definitely think that's something. I, I when I hear other, I think in the industry when I hear other people talk about it, I sometimes feel like it's really like, overblown the cost. I agree. Yeah. I'm always yeah, I agree. Like, oh, I can't do that because of the increased liability. I'm always like, what? I mean, it's a little bit it's more It's very
1: minimal. I agree. Yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's
1: definitely more to it. I mean, yeah. you, you need to have a really – just have an honest conversation mm-hmm. with your insurance agent and don't be afraid to do it. I mean, Yeah. I have a good relationship with Keith. I mean, he honestly he'll message me. I mean, sometimes he messages me. I'm like, all right, Keith. You know, he sees like the horse <laughs> stand pop up or something else. I'm like, he's on it. You don't um, need to know but about it's that. good.
0: <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's like, good. are people running around with scissors, and snips? Yeah, you tell him not to like- ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I've I've heard people say like oh my husband Mm-mm, he's not going to yeah. let the insurance man on our property. I'm like no, it keeps you safe. If you are mm-hmm. going to do this, it's really minimal. Like I think I pay like fifteen hundred bucks or twelve hundred yeah. bucks or something yeah. for like insurance. The, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's what it is. It's not much. Yeah,
0: I think mine's like in the twenty five hundred to three range mm-hmm. a year. I mean, I really see don't think now. That's I'm thinking, what do
1: I not? What do I? Well, am I, I missing? mean, ours
0: is like that's like well, what is it? It's oh. animals, all the greenhouses, yeah, all same. like a million plus dollar liability policy, yeah. And I also
1: get it checked. So mm-hmm. I last year I actually took my policy and uh, took it to another insurance company because I wanted to make sure that I was getting. I had solid coverage. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest concern. And I also uh, with the van. Yes. this is this is this side tangent I'm going to step up on mm-hmm. the soapbox for a second if you list something as a business it is just ultimately it's just more expensive yeah. you're in a commercial, the insurance for mm-hmm. the van yeah is if you have a commercial license I the, the liability expands and all that stuff I get that but it man it ticks me off that yeah. they charge more I'm like I pay more for two I pay more on the van than I do for at, t- at one time I had three vehicles on my policy my yeah. personal policy I'm like this Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) But so I took I took it to go get it checked just to make sure that I was I was good on that.
0: But yeah, it's not a ton of extra money. No, I just always feel like that's way overblown. People be like, I'm not gonna do that because I would not make that like any kind kind of boundary or like something like that cannot happen, you know. Mm. I would just ignore that. I would just figure it out for yourself, you know, do the work to get that quote and everything.
1: Yeah. And in the state of Ohio, you hear people often say, oh, well, if you put up agritourism signs, like you can get them from Farm Bureau or from Mm -hmm. the states, like you're covered just to say you're a working farm. And we have that, but I also have additional protection. I am not going to depend on that law that just like allows it to to make me have coverage. It's like, I'm not going to depend on that. So I have additional coverage for that.
0: What, one other thing on that lens, I will share it in the in, in our Instagram page because mm-hmm. we I had my commercial liability guy. I said I sent him my sign, which was basically enter at your own risk. We cannot be mm-hmm. held liable for anything that happens beyond this point. And he yeah. said that at least in Ohio, that will only get me so far. I have to actually name the risk. So I have to say farm wow. there's might be farm equipment, uneven ground, all this. So I got this really beautiful sign made right when you come in and it literally lists all the risks. And it says at the end, it's like, enjoy your visit responsibly. And then, so I will share that with you guys because I That's thought great. it was really, it really covered a lot. And I got so many, I got so many customers talking about that sign. They're like, geez, should I even be walking in here? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mine would be like my dad, some of the roosters. I'd have to name the the roosters. Steve, Chad, Brent.
0: (laughs) We have great rooster names. Yeah. But I think signage is important, but you really should check with your insurance agent, like what should my sign say? Because that was actually a missing piece for me. And now that I got it, I'm like feeling better about that too. So that's good.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, share that. I want to see that too because mm-hmm. I don't have. I will. We have we have signage for our UPICs, but it's not it's not that yeah. like, enter at your own risk kind of yeah. thing. It's more like how many stems can you cut? Yeah. Speaking of signage, yes, it goes into this next thing: is you definitely have an increased risk exposure. So mm-hmm. just ha- you know this, like we have uneven ground during our CSA member only night. I had a couple. Older ladies say, "Like, man, you just don't realize how uneven this ground is." And yeah. I was like, "Actually, I just, dis- I don't. Yeah, you know, I'm, I have solid footing, and you know, a little bit of slope to me, everything is level. And we've mm-hmm. done a really good job of trying to fill in holes or tractor ruts from the spring. And we, we spend time doing that. We talk about it if we see an area, irrigation lines. Mm-hmm. But to somebody who's in their mid seventies, it's a very different experience mm-hmm. for them. Uh, so." just just knowing that you definitely are, you know, you're yeah. increasing yourself to some some risk exposure yeah. with having that many people on your property mm-hmm. and yeah. and things happening. So mm-hmm. the the barn always makes me super nervous. Yeah. It's an old dairy barn. It's very uneven concrete. I mean, there's just like broken spots and we're working yeah. on getting those things fixed, but you know, there's always there's always things, mm-hmm. risks that we just yeah. don't think about. We're used to small steps. Like in the barn, there's a not a standard step, like eight-inch step height. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a small bump up. So I'm always saying like, watch your
0: watch step, watch your step, watch your step, uh-huh. watch your step. Yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So And people are not like self-governing. No. You know, so it's like you like you could be 80 years old and like <laughs> know that there's uneven ground and still feel like you can do this and it mm-hmm. puts you in a weird spot. You know, to say, hey, sorry, like you're too old for this. (laughs) I see Mm -hmm. you wobbling and you're you're not allowed. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get the golf cart. Yeah. So (laughs) we're always like, oh, right. So many times had poor Judd coming down to my You Picking (laughs) Designs carton ladies through the field. They'll be like, can you give me that one over there? So he said he's picking for them. So funny. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So sh- you're sharing your farm with people. This is goes with this. That could be reckless, where they don't really care about your farm the way that you care about it. Generally, I feel like, and I-, I also hear a lot of people say like, "Well, I just might. I think that the u-pickers would just like ruin my plants and cut them too hard and stuff like that." I really haven't found that to be the case at all. Generally, Mm-mm. they're respectful. Are there a few dinglings that you know mm-hmm. cut chop your dahlia plant like in half? Yeah, I think so. But generally, I really don't think that they're reckless with the flowers to me it's more like reckless with boundaries or like photo yeah. op areas mm-hmm. they're like i don't know why they feel like pulling flowers out of things and they're just kind of do they do weird stuff that you would never even think about um so yeah. there's definitely yeah. you know some risk there when you share it with your customers that way we have uh oil tanks like
1: mm-hmm. oil and gas natural gas mm-hmm. and i have had to tell people to get off of the tanks. <laughs> just
0: Like, why? Uh-huh. Why are you taking a I'm picture like, in front of that anyways? Why do you
1: want a senior senior photo on an oil tank? You're <laughs> at a flower farm, you know. I'm like, this is serious stuff. Why
0: are you over oh, here? Oh
1: my gosh, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's they. They can be. They. I guess this is more of a boundary thing. But like, we've had to put up additional fencing because our high tunnel actually borders the U Pick. Mm-hmm. So we have eucalyptus. Yeah, that's in there, and the amount of people that ask if they can cut the eucalyptus is yeah. It's. I should have definitely put that somewhere else. That was. I did not think about yeah. that. But they. Uh, yeah. yeah, we had to put up additional fencing, and you mm-hmm. have not had too too much damage. I mean, netting gets cut, and yeah. it's mostly young kids. There's there's yes, you know, not being watched and stuff like that hanging yes. on fencing and stuff. But yeah, it's a thing. It is, and then you do have to have customer supervision. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, I think mm-hmm. that you can. There are farms that run as self serve, which is yeah, actually
0: I don't know about that.
1: Well, I know you be I'm doing I'm cons- it. I am going to be doing it next year <laughs> because I'm. I've been evaluating the cost of what it cost me to man my UPIC during the week mm-hmm. versus yeah. I'm not going to do it on Saturdays. So when we have like higher volume or Friday nights and Saturdays, but I, we're going to be moving to that. I will share more as mm-hmm. I figure out what I'm going to do, but. You talk about letting go of control. Right now, we manage the photographers because it's gated; it's not self serve. So I'm I'm sorting through some of these, like yeah. trying to punch some holes through it and solve some problems ahead of time yeah. on like signage mm-hmm. and like paid customer entry only and mm-hmm. sort of things like that that we're yeah. trying to kind of navigate. But yeah, that's, I agree. I, I the customer supervision, especially during big events, it, mm-hmm. it does it does you do need more increased. Yeah. staffing mm-hmm. to kind of manage manage the yeah. chicken herd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, just basically – usually it's me. I, I'm usually the chicken herder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like the girls are like taking the admissions and that kind of stuff. And then people want to talk to me about flowers and stuff like yeah. that too. So I'm kind of like mingling slash checking the trash slash collecting yeah. snips. Like if somebody's done you picking and they're just sitting there holding their snips, like I'll collect that so we're not like running low on snips up front, questions because – you know, the other thing is, i was going to ask you this too, lens, but we don't mark like what flowers are which in our field. So like I don't, it doesn't say like adoratum or whatever. Mm-mm. And some people, I know. And so one of our insiders shared on, on our Facebook page, did you see that? They did like- Yeah, like, that, I put that here. out. Yeah,
1: yeah. I that was a, I shared that from the Cincinnati Zoo, oh, yeah, and it. Right. I just did, haven't had it made
0: yeah, yet. I, so but isn't that adorable? Cute. Yes, I, I know she did that. a great job. Yes, I mean, in a simpler version, is you could just have some bud vases out with you know flowers in it, and you could just mark them. But you know, every every year there's some like old old person like, yeah, I should really mark these because I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I I'm know, just like every oh, start production here. Yeah, I mean, it's so if I had to do better, I think it would be with that but generally. We're not an arboretum. What, what do you we're want not an me? arboretum. I know. But, and it's a great suggestion. I understand that they want to learn and
1: they yeah. want to know what these things are, but it's also like we're moving signs. And in some of our beds, we actually plant them like wildflower beds. Yeah. So there's celosia, feverfew, mm-hmm. um, rebeckia, minarda. There's so much stuff in one bed. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't put signs out for all of them. Yeah. And then you're moving signs yes, around was, when stuff's you know, it's like multiple signage. So yeah. I think the solution is that what's blooming board yes. or like have something that you pick. And mm-hmm. we try to uh, early season when we don't have a ton of stuff, we will cut the flowers and show them sort of like what the stem length would be like yeah. just for a, tri- you know, just for a standard you pick. Mm-hmm. And then it shows them like what they can pick and what to look for. And, you know, if they have questions, yeah. but yeah, there's what always. Want, what do you want from me? Every time.
0: <laughs> I'm, <just> like- <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So something, another con with your your pick your own stuff in agritourism is that you are completely reliant upon whether you have good weather or bad weather. we generally, you know, we only have them July, August, and September. So, I mean, more than likely the weather is typically good. I've only had to really cancel one you pick and design because the weather was like terrible. So you just work to reschedule. But that was like on a small scale. If on one of my big events the weather was terrible and I had to cancel it, that, that I would feel financially hurt by that you Know mm-hmm. so, yeah. um, that's something that you kind of have to roll with it with the weather. So, I'm like, poor Judd's my weather man leading up to the event. I'm like, Does the weather still look good, Does the weather still look good. And so, we're that's something we're always monitoring and trying to navigate, I guess, you know, the yeah. best that we can.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's easier too with like you picks if there's no it's not a t- pre ticketed event. That's why I've always shied yes. away from pre selling yeah. tickets yeah. for that because I'm like, man, thanks. Like, how do I navigate mm-hmm. that? Yeah. You know, the pre registration yeah. and. Mm-hmm. So, and the last thing kind of ties together when we were talking about getting ready to expand your business, the last sort of like, I don't know if it's a con, it's just something to consider is that there's increased marketing efforts and cost, and just additional costs to running a new line of business. So there's, Mm -hmm. you know, you're marketing this, whether you're doing ads or um, we connect with our local visitors bureau. So Mm -hmm. we pay an annual fee to be in the visitor's guide and it's not cheap you know, for us locally, but it goes out Mm -hmm. all across the state of Ohio. And so it's, it can be expensive to add that in, you know, whether you're providing cups or buckets for your customers or snips, anything like that. Uh, There's definitely increased costs of that. So it's just Mm -hmm. something to sort of be aware of that it's not, it's not free, but
0: Mm -hmm. all right. Anything else? I think that's, do we terrify them?
1: I think we did. That's, That's good. good. Okay. Now here's the good things. Here's the good things. Here's what I love. Why we do why we do UPICs yes. and agritourism. There really is, and this is specific to UPIC, I guess, but there is reduced labor costs mm-hmm. when you're running because the customer is cutting the flour for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not you don't have the labor. This is agritourism might be an awesome opportunity for you if you have a job. Off the farm, and you're really struggling to find time to harvest and make bouquets. You're sort of getting everything done at the 11th hour mm-hmm. and you're burning the candle at both ends. You're just zapped. That might be an opportunity for you to say, like, have all these beautiful flowers, and you want people to come to your property to pick that for you. And then what labor you have in that might just be your labor mm-hmm. or somebody that you're paying to sort of man it. And but it definitely reduces labor cost overall. Yes, I would I agree say with that. Mhm so that's a that's it's one yeah. of weddings and agritourism are my highest profit margin
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh enterprises that I have on the farm. Yeah. So and that that's just directly related to labor mm-hmm. with that one.
0: And I mean my girl's we you know we had the farm tour and Judd called us he, himself Judd and the Jills. <laughs> <laughs> so now we keep calling ourselves the Jills so I just almost got my <laughs> that's great okay so me and the jills it's actually like fun work like the employees like doing it (laughs) it's not like torturous work so you know i have no no problems filling people who want to come work the events because it is so customer the customers are so excited you know they're generally the vibes are so good you Mm -hmm. know and so they always love doing it so I would say like the labor is also fun and it's and it's reduced. So there is definitely some setup and stuff that happens. But generally, if you're looking at like, let's say you earn $10,000 at your UPIC night, if you look at what the labor that it would have taken to cut those flowers, arrange them, and then find a sales outlet to sell them, you would be working mm-hmm. a lot harder than what you did for that 12. So the profit margin is is incredibly high, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. We yeah. eliminated our summer CSA subscription mm-hmm. this year based
1: on the numbers of our agritourism UPIC events last year. Because I looked at – at the end of the year, I looked at what we made at the UPIC and the number of hours, exactly what you did. I Mm -hmm. did a cost analysis on that and the number of labor hours, like flowers we were growing for the summer CSA. And I'm like, man, this is – a it was a pinch point for us, right, where I could have less labor. And we dropped our summer CSA off Mm -hmm. of it. And I was like, I can have one more event to make up for that. But, you know, you go back into this potential con or risk is that you could get rained out. Mm -hmm. And I knew that going into it, right? Mm -hmm. I knew like that number is a goal and it could potentially get wiped off because of rain or whatever. Um, But it was one that I was a risk I've been like willing to take to try to, you know, utilize that um, UPIC field in a different way. Mm -hmm. So... But you alluded to this a little bit earlier. You kind of touched on it, but the creating connection with the community and building customer loyalty when they come to your farm, it's a very different experience oh for gosh. them. Yes. Yeah I love it. Yeah, They become very loyal customers mm-hmm. to get to connect with you in your space and – they have this
0: uh, attachment to the farm, and in a new way, when mm-hmm. they get to experience it that way. Um, if you are doing a good job, like creating some connection, if in your email lo- newsletter too, I find so many people are literally coming to events to get a chance to connect with me, like mm-hmm. in person, because they've already connected with me via my emails. So mm-hmm. that's an incredibly—I mean, I'm, when I when we talk about email driving a lot of our traffic, it really does, you know. So this mm-hmm. past. This past weekend, people were like, I love your newsletter. I just had to meet you in person. You know, there was like a lot of people who were saying that kind of stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like they're really wanting to connect. People want to connect nowadays more than ever. So either that's with other people, that's with their friends, that's with nature, that's you know, with you, the farmer, with the ground, with you know, whatever. So they're all they're yeah. looking for connection in a lot of different ways. And it turns like somebody who would just like maybe sometimes buy flowers into a raving fan. And it's that word of mouth piece that is huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yes. Yep. I agree. Okay. So reduce seed cost. I don't Yeah, I put, put that, that one on? in there yeah. for Yeah, I put that on there. It's it's if you're
1: doing specific to you pick only. Hey. So I always sell this as for if you're doing just a you pick that your customer doesn't care about the cafe lay, yeah, the, the peaches fanciness. and cream, dahlia mm-hmm. They these expensive seed. Mm-hmm. So you can use in a Pick ageratum timeless mix, right? Where it's like not something that we would use in production. It's cheaper seed. Mm-hmm. You could do a zinnia mix because really what they want is color and they yeah. want the variety. So we actually use a Potomac mix seed for snapdragons. We use a lot of mixes because it adds a lot of variation or the pompous plume. Mm-hmm. So cheaper seed. For a pick specific. So it doesn't have to necessarily be like the top variety. And even with like sunflower seeds. And so there's a lot of opportunity to have less expensive, you know, yeah. seed in that. And I just, I mean, it's a small margin, but it does make a difference mm-hmm. where you're not buying necessarily like the uproar zinnia, yeah. where it's super expensive seed.
0: Yeah. That's and maybe point.
1: worth it if you're doing it for production, but it's just mm-hmm. cheaper in the
0: Yupik. Mm-hmm. Okay, so an opportunity for larger transactions per customer. So I definitely agree with this. Like generally, we're selling our, our twenty dollars bouquets. That's our general transaction amount for the most part. So with our U pick, it's thirty, you know, plus admission, so plus merch. Plus, I mean, so there's like a lot of pluses, like people will buy Bloom Bucks, people will buy gift certificates there. They'll do, um, they'll want to know what the next events are. So there is like that huge opportunity for a larger Mm -hmm. transaction per customer. And then when you pair that with reduced labor costs and higher profit margins, it can be a real big financial win. Yeah. And I I always say this from the workshop standpoint, but like at Christmas Mm -hmm.
1: workshops and places, you add in a little bit of wine, like if they can bring their own alcohol to Mm -hmm. an event then you just, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, drink up. You yes. know, they buy sweatshirts. They're like, everybody in my family needs a sweatshirt as a stocking stuff. I'm like, yes, they do. <laughs> you want a sticker too? <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. definitely is some opportunity for them to, to buy more. So, yes. And then the, the last thing we've touched on this a couple of times are the customers do the marketing for yep. you in a lot of ways. And to be able to like repost and have engaging content with them, it's just like, it really makes. A difference mm-hmm. on because you know, some of these I love when those girls tag me because I'm like, oh, they've got yeah. s- thousands of f- followers at the college, mm-hmm. you know, and they're bringing their friends, and that experience is like, that's exactly what I want, yeah,
0: 100 to be able
1: to, you know, to get it out to the masses. So,
0: and, yeah, uh, so oh, one more thing on that because I was yeah. thinking this weekend, I've always like, make notes like for Rachel and stuff we're like okay mm-hmm. what what could have done better so I think like next the at for Dahlia Fest I'm gonna be like reaching out to like you know if you search in your area and or let's just say your state there's like it influencers, like travel influencers in your state. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be putting together a little PR package to send out to them to invite them to Diet Fest. And again, just trying to get that reach out there. I'm like, what could I send them? A flower power sticker, like a handwritten note, say, hey, on us – Come get your come grab a mason jar. Of this event, you know, we'll we'll comp your admission and mm-hmm. your you pick. We'll give you a shirt, you know, that yeah. you could wear and stuff like that. So, like, how am I going to keep like spreading the word? And those people, like, not only are they comfortable on camera talking about you, they are there for they are literally there to promote you. So, we're going to be doing like, these little mini PR packages, and so I will keep you guys updated on how that goes. But yeah. um, because we had somebody this past this past weekend it's like adventures with hannah or something i don't know Mm -hmm. but she had a lot of followers and she's talking all about the farm so sweet how much she loved it and literally there was like a hundred comments like where is this what i'm like wow Mm -hmm. i should really be tapping into this more but that's like that's where the customers are doing the marketing for you and all it would cost me and she's looking for experiences Mm -hmm. like she wants she's looking for her next content idea so that's something just just to think about but as we're getting more comfortable having these big events just adding that piece in is really important but your customers they want to do the marketing and it's always positive it's always fun Mm -hmm. beautiful pictures all of that kind of stuff so
1: yeah and I think that's that's super smart cuz i think looking at who is coming to your events mm-hmm. paying attention to that when you're there cuz it's a lot to take a lot of those things in right we're managing like we said a lot of people want to talk to you you're managing parking and keeping people hydrated and you yeah. know all those things but the college students it was like we i reached out to the college to see how do i market to them internally mm-hmm. how do i get into a student body you know do they have like a news or what's happening in the mov the mid ohio valley what's you know, there's all these kind of things. I'm thinking like, how do I get in front of those people? I just Mm -hmm. went to a wedding this weekend and there was a lot of Marietta College employees there, basically, from the athletic department. And I was asking questions. I'm like, how do I get in front of the student body? Like, how do you – you know, show, get, is there a way that you can pay to mm-hmm. have something go out in a newsletter? So just be thinking about like, who is your customer? Maybe it's a mom's group or maybe it's gardening clubs or whatever it is, but finding ways to kind of get mm-hmm. in front of those
0: people. So if you're thinking about adding agritourism, and now you're like, okay, how, what are the different ways that we can do this? Cause we have trialed and aired a lot of different ways. So just getting started would just be a general you pick. Offer them a jar or a cup, some type of boundary as far as how many flowers that they can grab. I know some people do like they they count their stems. I mm-hmm. like like you, you let them pick whatever they want and then they pay per stem. So you're counting stems at the end. There's there's lots of different ways to do it, but a general you pick would be the very first one that I think would be like an easy entry. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, I'll do the next one too, Lens is mm-hmm. just uh, like a flower bar. So we we do a very small you know, portion of this on Tuesdays at our farm where we just have a place where we set up buckets and people pay per stem. And still so it's all self-serve, but you create like, you know, you can have different pieces and parts. We do ours primarily with dahlias, but you could have like different bouquet ingredients where someone could come make their own bouquet. And some people like doing that. They like having the freedom to create their own look and style mm-hmm. in the bouquet. Yeah. A comment on the you mm-hmm. pick too is that I found
1: that I – I do it just as like a estimated number of stems. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, Is that how you do it? You just say like 25 to 30 stems? I
0: don't even do that anymore.
1: I just say whatever fits in the mason jar. Oh, yeah. So we we, mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I change. I say 25 to 30 because I it gives somebody a guideline for it. Mm-hmm. You always have those overstuffers. You're always going to have the people that their stems aren't in water yeah. and it's – it's maddening, but I feel like you always also have a ton of people that don't put enough in. I'm always saying, yeah. like, take more, take more. You know, yeah. they they seem to balance each other out. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem I've ever really been able to solve. I felt like counting the number of stims took away from the overall experience. Like they're like one, you know, like, yeah. you know, I'm paying per stim. It felt a little fussy to mm-hmm. me. And so I, I never did that, but I, I made some cute little sign and I can share it on there on on the Instagram but I, I made a sign that says like sort of the process of picking mm-hmm. and then at the end I put like you know twenty five to thirty stems like in this cup size like we explain how many and then I put at the bottom like violators will be composted <laughs> because I want to just make something I know making like, light of it but making light of it. Just like it. hey like just don't be awkward yeah. about this, right? Yeah. Just like be respectful. And it does seem to help. And I have mm-hmm. found that during our bigger UPIC Pick events with that signage, it does sort of keep people reined in a little bit because yeah. what I found prior to having those signs was when one person starts to hoard the flowers mm-hmm. and they're overstuffing – It creates a scarcity mentality within the entire group and then everybody starts overstuffing Mm -hmm. and that one sign and switching like our cup size and like having that signage has really reduced that. Like almost – I would say almost eliminated it at our big events and has allowed it. You know, because I'm saying like I want to be able to keep doing this and offering this to the Mm -hmm. public, but if you're going to come in and like pick us completely clean because – of this like scarcity, they say like, oh well, this so and so has this many, you know, yeah. this many stems, and they start or start overstuffing. So we've eliminated that from mm-hmm. doing that whole yeah. thing. But so another agritourism idea that we do is at our ticketed events. So I run workshops all year. January is the only month that we don't run a workshop, except this year. I wow. shared with you. I'm peeling them back a little mm-hmm. bit. We do a ga- we start with a Galentine's Day event, and then we mm-hmm. run events all through. And one of them that is extremely popular for me is my design and dine event where I have people. It's like a very premium price. And we have people here for a design workshop and we have a private chef on the farm. And it's just like a whole experience for them. They get to eat in the flower fields and they get to play with like an abundant amount of flowers Mm -hmm. that we throw out there with them. So that's one that's like you know running workshops. And Shannon's made fun of me before because I I will turn anything into a flower farm workshop. Like my, she calls them <laughs> my mud ball workshop. I'm it's my kokodama, mud <laughs> my mud balls, Kokodama, <laughs> which is just like a, it's a Japanese uh, style of planting that you take a house plant with a mud ball and you wrap string around it <laughs> and moss. And people yeah, loved cute. it, but it was, oh, yeah. it's super cute. Yeah. yeah they loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything with like succulents and yeah. stuff like that, people yeah. really, really appreciate. So I'm always looking for like creative ways. And I also think, you know, we did a painting watercolor workshop this year, and mm. that brings a whole different type of customer to your farm, yeah, you know, like somebody that wouldn't necessarily be there for a floral design workshop, mm-hmm. so I feel like it expands the scope of who's going to be on the property, mm-hmm. so I'm always looking for fun fun new
0: ways for yeah. for workshops and yeah, to get people on so
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay, kids, you picks. These are super fun. Honestly, I love my kids U picks and but there's some strategy for sure. And we could probably do a whole episode on running a kids U Yeah. We should do. I should write that, that down. That's good because <laughs> it's like it's it's kind of its own yes. its own its own breed. Yes. So like for instance this year because we were having the other events with kids' stuff, I actually cut out my kids' u picks So I'm not having any – so I'm kind of seeing how that goes. I don't know. I might have them back next year because it's so fun. I mean generally the kids mm-hmm. have a lot of fun and people are looking to connect with their kids and do something outdoorsy. So it really does work, but there's a lot that goes into those and a lot of thinking and strategy with the kids' mm-hmm. u picks that sometimes you don't anticipate until you're in it and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. But they're super fun. Mhm they are. I had uh I did them for the first time last mm-hmm. year
1: and I had 30 kids in a workshop. Yeah. This is coming from <laughs> someone who doesn't have children. I was like 30 is a lot, man. 30 is a lot of kids. Yeah, that's a lot. But now this year, I'm like – well, after the first one last year, I ordered like a microphone, like a little headset from Amazon. So like I wear a mic because they pay way more attention. Yes. If you have a microphone on, I cut it to 20 kids per workshop. We've really – we should do a kids workshop episode Mm because that would be – there's definitely – A lot of lessons learned and stuff. There's a lot of lessons. (laughs) Yes. Uh, They get the cookie at the end now instead of like (laughs) – yeah. So just give you the cookie and you're out, man. See ya. <laughs> oh, but my yeah, that's
0: great. That's funny. <laughs>
1: so any, any opportunity to have people onto your farm can be considered agritourism. So mm-hmm. get creative with having people on your property. Like what problem do you need to solve for your customer? Do they need to relax and recharge? You know, mm-hmm. for moms, they're always looking for something for kids to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you trying to tap into a, garden club market, right, where they need to have like a tour to come here. Like that's that's a part of agritourism. Do you have a lot of flowers on Mondays? That's something that we've talked about, right? Mm-hmm. You're coming in from the weekend. If you have a ton of flowers at the beginning of the week, like how do you solve that problem? Do yep. you, Is that when you run your flower bar? Is that, you know, you throw in a midweek workshop that's a, a you pick and design. It's super easy because people pick the flowers and then design them on the spot. I tend to be, as the young kids say, extra isn't yeah. that what
0: they say? Yeah.
1: Okay. I tend to be extra with my workshops. And so this year, I've really worked on re- reducing some of that, mm-hmm. like extra work. Like I, I shared with Shannon actually before we started that we used to set up tables for our big Sunset You Pick events. And this year, I was like, it's a lot of work. It's like such – yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're moving. You're like throwing them in the van and bringing them down right. from the barn and moving everything around. And so I thought, well, like how can I – what are things that we can eliminate that don't take away from the customer experience? And so I've tried to – I've recognized that as like a labor expense and something that's like cost me money in the preparation, you know, to to be, I don't know, a little more chill, less, a little less extra, but still have like a mm-hmm. great experience because our whole yeah. farm is absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know. So I've been – Working on that for myself, of like, what are some things that we could do, but still have like a, a photo opportunity for people within the farm, mm-hmm. um, but less work ahead for us yeah. ahead of time. So, yeah, there's so many yeah. agritourism opportunities. I hope we didn't scare you off. No. We're just trying to give you like the whole, yeah, thing yeah, realistic. Because yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you will not great. be the one person
0: that none of the none of the cons happen to. No.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and it's like handling it in a way. I always try to remember. It's like that people are when something does happen, or a customer does something. Like okay, that's a learning opportunity for me of something that I didn't think about. And that's a great example with employees that you brought up earlier. Mm -hmm. It's like you're never with employees. You're never going to be without. Issues. I'm air quoting issues or mm-hmm. problems, and it's the same with having customers on your property. You just have mm-hmm. to learn and like, just you know, Roll handle with it. it with with a smile, yes. and you know, move on from it and mm-hmm. and learn for the next experience on yeah. it. So,
0: and making it work. But it's for a great you. way to make money. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, the profit margin is is incredible. I, honestly, when I look at it, I'm just like, wow, that mm-hmm. was fun, and. It was incredibly profitable. So yeah, I, I really do. I think it's a great business outlet. If you can figure out the boundaries and you can make it work for you and it's something that you want to do, it really is wonderful. I have to give a quick mm-hmm. shout out because we ha- I had the two sweetest girls show up at my Saturday night. Mm-hmm. What, what did I call it? Summerfest. Summerfest. Yes. And they're listeners to the podcast. One is starting like a micro flower farm next year and she brought cookies, the sweetest card they were really so excited. Oh. I had to send you the card, Lindsay. I'm telling you. And so I have my uh, my other employees there watching all this, plus like one of my friends, and they're like, "Oh my gosh! Like you have the sweetest." Because so many people came in and said, "I listened to the mm. podcast and I love it." And I'm like, "Y'all are the freaking sweetest." I, I mean, know. they just like it's really cool because there's like the way that we connect with customers on our farm, but then the way that we connect with people on the podcast is like a whole new level. It's like yeah. I knew it was you they because they heard it. your voice.
1: Yes. Yeah. And they're so – They're listening and yes. they get it. – They're like, yeah, girl. Yeah. I <laughs> ran and you G-Pick last year. <laughs> like, and – Yeah, it's very sweet. They – There's – The investment that you guys have in listening to us mm-hmm. each week, like, it's so sweet. And yeah. And I love how you like call us out too or call me out, like, where I <laughs> – I have gotten so many times people saying they're switching their tagline to over promise under deliver. <laughs> I screwed that up. I could have easily edited that out, but I thought I'll just let you just oh, see how I really am. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, under promise over deliver. Yes, it? that's
0: what it should be. Under promise, but you it's said what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what I said. <laughs> I've been. Close.
1: Yeah, it's it just sometimes it comes
0: out wrong. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> But it's just, it's so so cool and y'all are the sweetest, honestly. So when Mm -hmm. you guys, I know it might feel weird coming up to us and being like, I am a listener. It might feel kind of strange, but I want you guys to know that we really appreciate that so much, Mm -hmm. you know, and it really, it's like when we're getting up early and doing these podcasts, that is really honestly what makes us continue doing this Mm -hmm. during when we're just busy on our own farms and stuff. It's so easy in the winter. You know, yeah. we are we're, can be dedicated to this in a different way. So thank you guys for all the encouragement. I really appreciate that. Yeah, okay. For sure. So if you didn't hear in the last couple episodes at the end, we've been talking about a little giveaway that we're doing with if you leave us a review. So what you can do is go to wherever you lis- listen to podcasts, leave us a review, get a quick screenshot of it, and email it to us at chat at com, and just to let us know that you left it. And then- it's, we're winding down. So August 31st, I believe we're going to pick the winner. So we've had some reviews come in. So thank you to anyone who submitted one. We appreciate that so much. But reviews help us get into other people's earbuds just like you. So if you felt like we've been making an impact with you, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you went left us us a review and then let us know that you did it so that you could get a free month of the Insiders next month. So September, we're going to be doing that. So you'll get to be a part of the Insiders in September for free and get to see all the fun that we're having over there. So if you guys could do that, we would be so appreciative. And of course, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You'll get a quick notification and say, hey, Shannon and Lindsay released a new episode and you can run over there and see what nonsense we're talking babbling about that Friday (laughs) or it could just be a yay I made it to Friday and I can't wait to to listen to Shannon and Lindsay and see what what's going on on their farm so connect with us over at our Instagram page at dirt on flowers and let us know what you want to hear we're getting all of our good episode ideas from you guys so we appreciate that so much thank you for being here It is so cool that we get to ride along with you as you get to grow your farm and we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. Thanks guys.